for joining us today. This podcast is brought to you by our two wonderful hostesses, Stephanie and Miranda. Special shout out to Stephen for being an amazing producer and to our outstanding advisor, Nathaniel. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Talk Business With Me podcast and today we have Benjamin. Hi Benjamin, how are you doing? Hi Stephanie, how are you? I'm good. I'm good too, thank you. So if you do you quickly want to introduce yourself, talk, give us a little bit of background of who you are. Sure, so uh, my name is Benjamin, I'm 26 and uh, I'm from France and I studied at Portland State from uh, 2017 to 2019 majoring in marketing and doing the uh, international business uh, certificate as well. And right now I'm in Spain and I'm the CEO of a French Academy uh, in Granada. Uh, it's called La Maison de France. Do you know what it would be in, in English? No. no, I wish I did. <laughs> it's literally the French house. So yeah, we're a team of eight, nine people. And um, right now we have two interns as well. So yeah, it's, it's an academy in which I'm also a French teacher. So yeah, I'm keeping myself busy <laughs> here. That's great. You know what? When students, like, I feel like it's so early on our end. I feel like I just woke up like 30 minutes ago. So when you had pronounced that, I was like, you know, my brain wasn't quite putting things together. But then as soon as you said, I was like, dang, that makes a lot of sense. Um, since something I actually plan on doing is I'm taking a year off between my undergrad and my MBA, and I want to go get my MBA in Paris. So I've been slowly but surely trying to learn French. Um, Don't even, don't, don't try it. Don't try it. Don't try to test me on my French. Okay. I I recognized some words and I was like, why didn't I say anything? So, but great. That's great. Well, you know, if you you need an academy, well, um, I I know a good one. (laughs) There you do. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about your experience at Portland State and the things that you got to learn and your, you know, the how what your experience is like in the sense of like, you know, um, being an international student and not being from the US and then what you took away from it. And then how does that all translate into what you're doing now? Um, so you, you said you wanted to do a one year break, right? Uh, between your um, graduate program and, and your MBA. Uh, and this is a thing I did in the, when I came to the US. So I, I was studying pharmacy first um, in, in France, but uh, I have to say it wasn't for me. So I, I decided to do like a, a one break. And I went to the US as an au pair um, and I began to study, yeah, business there. And uh, I, I, was, I was living so, with a wonderful host family um, the first year as an au pair, so I, my job was to take care of um, uh, their uh, kids, right? And finally, after a few months, uh, they asked me, well, Benjamin, if you want to, to study in the U.S., well, you can stay with us. So I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So finally, I stayed with them four years. Uh, so I had time to study business, to go first at uh, PCC, and then to transfer everything at Portland State. and um, and, and that was a, a, a great, um, how can I say, introduction to, to the U.S. Um, and uh, I, as an international student, right, um, 
Okay. And uh, yeah, as, as an international student, what the, the first challenge uh, is the tuition. Uh, and I don't know how it works for you uh, guys in the US. Uh, I know it's like in-state and out-of-state uh, student. I, I don't know how it works well. But uh, yeah, I know I had to pay around 30K a year. So um, uh, did I have that in my bank account? No. <laughs> so yeah, um, it, it's like all of us, right? We had to find job. We had to find scholarships. And uh um, I was very glad to be accepted in the ICSP, uh, which is the International Cultural Service Program at Portland State. It's uh, yeah, uh, in the Columbia Center, uh, I guess uh, the last floor. And it's, it's a scholarship program for international students in, in which we, we promote cultures, we, we learn about our differences and, and to understand them and, and to accept them as well. Because then another challenge uh, when you're an international student or, or where you're from a country and you go visit and you go live in another country is it the culture. Um, and you, you might be homesick or you might not be comfortable, you know, being in the other country or interacting with people um, who don't speak your language or who don't have the same habits. So, so the more you learn about that and the, the easier it would be. So, this, those four years in the, in the U.S. in Portland helped me a lot with that. Yeah, I'm glad. And I heard great things about that program as well. But can you tell us a little bit of how you landed in marketing? Like out of all the business, like focuses, why marketing? Oh, uh, uh, that was, I have to say, that was not my first choice. That was accounting. Um, I, I like to... Um, work out things, uh, you know, play with numbers and everything. But I learned that the, um, the accounting in the U.S. is not the same accounting in Europe or in France. So I was like, all right, if I, if I have a degree and then I have to do more, or you know, to update everything I learned, uh, but for the accounting in Europe, uh, I might not want to do that. So, so yeah, that was marketing, but with a focus on international marketing and, and international business. It's funny because I can kind of relate to that too. I started as a county, but except for me, it wasn't that because obviously I'm from here. But then what was for me is the career wise. I was like, career wise, it just seems so boring. No offense to any accounting listeners, but I was just like, it's just so boring to me. Like I like the numbers too. I liked how you could only have one right answer and whatnot. But then at the end I was just like I'm always going to be behind a computer. Like, I'm just like, there's really not, there's minimal interaction with other people. So I was like, the creative side, interacting in the teamwork and everything with marketing. And then I too wanted to do international business, but then I don't know what happened. And I just never pursued that. Well, yeah, I, I guess it depends on, on the personality of everyone, right? Because uh, you might love it or you might hate it or you might be in between. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things for everyone. So yeah, yeah, marketing for us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I have to agree with Stephanie in the sense that like, I, I'm graduating in three years instead of four. So I, and that was a very fine deadline that I had for myself that I did not want to like succeed. And like, you know, I didn't want to, didn't want to be here longer than three years. I feel like nobody wants to be in college longer than they have to usually. 
So, um, I, but I feel like if I would have stayed longer, I would have wanted to pursue like a, um, international business certificate in, of some way. I am currently taking an international marketing class and it's actually really interesting. Um, being able to think about marketing on a global scale has always been something that, um, I've been intrigued with, especially since like, you know, I want to go get my MBA in another country and kind of study abroad. Um, I always thought that was something that would be super interesting to learn, especially since a lot of these, you know, brands are global brands and a lot of, um, you know, companies want to be on more of a larger scale. So understanding how, um, marketing can be looked at at a global scale, I feel like is a really great skill to have. And, um, I think it's only going to help moving forward. But I guess my question for you with that kind of background about global marketing is I'm curious on like, you know, the marketing degree that you got here at PSU, how did that translate into your like CEO of uh, this academy? How do you feel like your education from PSU has kind of helped you in your time that you have now with your current position? Yeah, um, well, that that's interesting. So, um, yeah, so in class, we learn I feel like we learn a lot about the, the theory, right? And, and we do some uh, practice cases. Uh, so it helps us a little about where there is a case, there is a real world case. So let's let's think about that and let's try to find solutions. Let's try to find everything we can do uh, to, to, yeah, to solve the problem. Um, but I, so it, it helped me with, with this part of, okay, when I have a problem here, I know that, I know the concepts, I know, a first way, um, I know I have, I, I can do something to solve that, um, at least theoretically. Uh, but also I, I believe we learn a lot about um, the real world as well. So, because here in Spain, it's, it's I would say it's not the same thing as, as in the US um, uh, in terms of problem we can have and, and also the field in which you are. Um, so, in class, we focused a lot on, you know, international companies um, that can be, uh, I don't know, um, Coca-Cola or um, Pepsi or, you know, international companies, big companies. But when it comes to small companies, uh, which is, uh, you know, La Maison de France is a small one, um, we might have other problems, I don't know, but we might have other issues or um, other questions we might not have for um, you know, global companies and vice versa. Um, so I would say it's a mix of learning um, theoretical things and exposing yourself to the world and, and trying to gain experience and to have a mix of those two. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's nice. Um, so could you tell us a little bit how your how your idea fully started? Like what made you start this company and what, what was the idea behind it? Okay, so I did not start this, this company. There was um, um, another one, another director uh, before me. Uh, no, the company was created in, in 1988 and for uh, more than 30 years, um, the, the founder of the company, um, yeah, managed it. Uh, but she wanted to retire, and when I came here in, in Spain, so it was during the you know the COVID um, pandemic, so in, in September 2020, and um, so I, I came here, you know, trying to meet a lot of people, 
to in order to have a job. And yeah, I, I began here as a French teacher part time because with the pandemic, you know, all the students were at home uh, and, and did not come as usual uh, in the academy to take French classes. So, yeah, um, I was able to to have that first job and, and then more hours, more hours. And, and then the, the last CEO who wanted to retire, well, then she, she, she saw how I worked and yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm working as the new CEO right now. So I'm, I'm very glad. That's cool. So like, how was that transition from go being like a French teacher to being a CEO? I mean, you obviously had some background with business and you learned about business because of like the required classes at PSU that teaches you a little bit about all that. But how was that transition going from a professor uh, to like a CEO? Yeah, so um, it's, it's, it's a small company. So yes, I manage the company, but I'm also, I'm still a French teacher. Uh, so it, it's a mix of, of the two. Um, but I would say that, I would say we have to adapt because if if um, Françoise, who was the, the last CEO, just looked at what I did in the US, just looked at my major, just looked at my studies, um, she wouldn't have let me in right? because I don't have the official degree of, of teacher, right? Um, but well, the fact is I'm doing it right now, but, but last year I didn't have it. So it was a mix of, okay, let me see what we can do and, and so yes or no. Um, so yeah, we, we, we need to adapt. And, uh, and first, as, as a French teacher, there was nothing you know, to do with related to, to what I did in the US. Uh, maybe one thing, because uh, I don't know if you, yeah, you, you know, Tian James, right? Uh, yeah, the director of the, the, the honors program. And uh, yeah, I was uh, her TA uh, for um, a business environment class. So I would say that was my unique experience as a you know, teacher. So uh, based on that, yeah, um, it's, it's also how it works too. I like, I like to learn new things and to try new things uh, because otherwise I'll be bored uh, very easily. So, so yeah, if you're passionate and, and if you have the motivation for that, I would say you can, you can do anything. I love the mindset that you have. I think um, from a very young age, my parents always told me that if you um, if you believe that you can do it, then you can do it. It doesn't matter on what barriers are in your way. You know, as long as you believe that you can, then you will achieve. And I really like that mindset that you have. And I think it's I feel like you can definitely tell that that's that's a lot of how it it adds a lot to where you are today and being able to work with people and being able to teach. I definitely think that goes along with it. I think something that I'm, I'm honestly pretty amazed by is just how many, how many languages you do speak. Cause you speak more than just, you know, French, right? Uh, I would say three, uh, French, English, and Spanish. And honestly, that's really impressive. I mean, I barely speak English. I mean, let alone <laughs> anything else. So how do you feel like it's been learning other languages, especially languages that are not like your native language? No, it's, it's, it's great. Oh, we could talk about that for hours. Um, but, and well, 
this is something I really um, regret in the US because you know in the US it's it's a country it's very big. So so if you go, you can travel. You can literally be in another uh, country uh, if you go to the East Coast, uh, and you don't you know you don't have that urge of learning a new language. Maybe Spanish because you know if you go to Mexico or South America, you'll be speaking Spanish. Uh, but in Europe, I would say it's very easy to, to take a plane, you, you, you fly two hours and you're in, in a completely different country and you have to learn the language. But um, in, in France, when I was in school, in high school, so English is the language we have to learn, right? As a, as another, as a second language. And uh, um, I, I was good in my class. So just before going to the US, I was like, yeah, it's gonna be easy, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I landed <laughs> and that was completely different. I was so bad. Um, you know, for example, in class, we, we learned, we just learned, how are you? And just the fact of hearing, how are you doing? I was like, what is that? And, and, and that was very hard. But the fact that you are in a country and you, you do not have uh, another choice, but to learn the language, you make progress, but like in a year, you make awesome progress. And that was the case here in the in uh, in Spain. Uh, I took classes um, of Spanish classes three months uh, before going to Spain at PCC. It was a, a wonderful teacher, and and when I came here, uh, that was so difficult. Um, I could barely present myself without you know writing it in advance. Um, but again, I'm here. I don't have any other choice but to learn Spanish. So, so the fact that Marinda, you said you, you want to, to go to Paris, uh, I would say, just go, just go, go there for a year and, and you'll come back and, and you have an awesome level in French. And, and this is something I, I really do recommend to, to uh, Portland State students. Um, if you can go, just go, <laughs> come back later, but go and, and learn, learn the language. And, um, uh, and yeah, in Europe, yeah, go. It's cheap. Uh, why do you stay, guys? <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting you say, because I, I speak Spanish, right? I'm native, I'm Mexican. So, But the Spanish out in Mexico is way different than the Spanish from home. Like, Would you, you really know, say I, way different? I'm not sure. I know um, um, Mexico, for example, have words we don't say in Spanish. And, and, and the other way, it's the same thing. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, there is a, uh, there is a difference, of course. Um, but, but no, I would, I would just say go travel and yeah, study, uh, uh, in, in another country and economically speaking, you will save money. So, <laughs> and, and you will learn a language, you will, you will learn a new culture and, and you will come back and you'll, you'll have that something that other people don't have and that will make you stand out for example if you if you're looking if you're applying for a job and uh, you have that little something that will make you special so so this is one thing i would recommend yeah what do you say it was harder for you to learn english or spanish oh oh uh, i don't know if i have an answer for that because uh, uh i've been learning english uh you know at school and spanish is very close to French in terms of grammar, vocabulary, and everything. 
So I would say two things, very different, but, um, but I loved it. So I would say, I would say none of them to your, as an answer for a question, uh, two different, but very, very good, uh, um, learning process for both of the languages. I like made a face when you said that French and Spanish are very similar because they seem like totally opposite languages, especially in the way that you speak them, I would say. Um, I know that like made me think that maybe I could learn Spanish too. Stephanie, look at that. I could learn Spanish. Wouldn't that be great? I definitely feel you can because I was taking French classes in high school and I feel like I just didn't practice it enough. That's why I didn't continue on with French. Like other than that, I feel like they are really similar and you it's easy to pick up, especially if you already know another language and you find that you kind of know German. So I would say that it would be easier for you to pick up a second language. But then at the same time, if you don't practice it enough like me, I I definitely did not practice French enough. That's why I didn't continue um, or I'm not well. The only thing I remember now is like, hi, how are you? My name is Stephanie. That's literally the only thing I remember. Yeah. yeah. I agree. If you don't practice, you lose it. You, you lose it all. Um, but yeah, Stephanie, you, you have an advantage that Marinda doesn't have. You know Spanish. So if you want to learn French, Stephanie, um, you'll ha- you have an asset that Marinda doesn't have. I'm sorry, Marinda, but... <laughs> Hey, it's okay. I, 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 I did, like Stephanie said, I, um, my family is, uh, or a large part of my family is German and I've actually been to Germany. I was in Germany for about a month of the year after I graduated high school. It was amazing. I got to stay with my family in Germany. Um, a lot of my, um, my great aunt and her husband, they frequently came to come see us in Oregon, um, the years previously. Um, and they were, they kept telling us like, Hey, we're learning English. So when the time that you come to Germany, you need to know a little bit of German at least. So I took two years of German in high school and I thought it was very similar to English, actually. Um, I felt like there were there were words, especially like numbers. The numbers were very easy and understandable. Like I could probably still count to like a thousand in German if I wanted to. Like it's just super easy. And there were a lot of things that made a lot of sense in comparison to what I'd already known through English. So I felt like it was I was able to pick up on German a little bit easier. I don't know. Like I always told told my aunt, like, hey, you need to slow down you want me to understand what you're saying you got to slow down because you know in German they speak really fast and they just everything just comes off really fast I'm like I caught a few things in that sentence nothing else I don't know how it pairs together but I got it I got I got bits and pieces and um my parents are looking about going looking into going back to Germany probably next summer not this summer but next summer hopefully I'm going with them um who knows but um French French for your uh one year in Paris and in German yeah Germany that's that's good three languages as well I was thinking that a big reason why I wanted to go to Paris was also because it was it wasn't very long very far away from where my aunt and uncle are in Germany. I think it's like a seven hour train ride if I wanted to go. So, I mean, that's, that's quite a commitment, but I mean, it's still something where, you know, there are people who, you know, I'm familiar with and that I know and I love. And um, I think also just like the, 
the adventure that awaits in Europe, I think it's just like never, never ending. And I think it'd be such a great experience to be able to come back and be like, Hey, I lived in Europe for a year, year and a half. I learned all of this stuff. And you're right. You kind of touched on it before. Like it also adds to your career and saying like, Hey, I have this like cultural aspect now. Like I know these languages, this is what I can help with. And you could also take back like, you know, global experiences and say like, Hey, this is what makes me a better employee. And this is what gives me the edge for your company. And I think that's a really big aspect as well. Yeah. Well, I know, I, I know it's not easy for everyone, right. To, um, to, to go, to go abroad. Um, especially, I don't know if, if you're like um, really close to your family, for example. Or if if you have obligations, right, where you are, um, if you have a family, and you know, uh, but really, uh, if you if you have the opportunity to go, for, I don't know, three months, six months, maybe a year, uh, I would say don't don't think, just go. Um, I don't know. It can be for a program, for school, uh, to visit or to try to find a, you know a job or you know like a part time job. I don't know, like a temporary job. Uh, no, I would really again recommend that because uh, once you begin you don't want to you don't you don't want to go well maybe but you don't want to go back you want to continue exploring so so i know for myself if if i have to leave uh spain right now i might go to another country um maybe germany uh and just be there and try to find something there and yeah try to find my way in and you know and at the same time learning the language yeah well We'll see. <laughs> Speaking of the future, what's something you want to accomplish in the next five years? Um, well, the first thing, um, you know, that I have the opportunity to, you know, manage that school. The first thing I want to do is for the first, at least the first three years. So I have, you know, all the metrics. I have my objectives uh, that can be, uh, uh, you know, benefits related or, um people related uh, so I have my objectives and and I want to be in the green part right and not in the red part uh, so that would be the first uh, goal of of that short-term period and also um, I'm thinking about creating my own company um, it's still related to the French language but something different and and right now I have it on the paper and and I need to I just need to yeah to to create it right now and to yeah, put it out up and running to the world. So uh, yeah, that's that's an idea I have right now. And then uh, in five years from now, I would I would like to to do that. Yep. That's awesome. I think that you know you have all of the tools in your toolkit in order to do that. And I feel like you have a lot of experience in order to be able to fulfill that kind of you know passion and that future that you have for yourself. I think. Um, I guess kind of as we are kind of bringing this episode to an end, I think I would really love to hear the advice that you have for the student audience that we have at Portland State. And it can be around like education, it can be around like, you know, traveling, whatever you desire. But what do you think are your biggest advice for current students going to PSU? Yeah, um, I would say two. Uh, the, the first one um, would be do things and don't stop doing things uh, because you, you never know how useful something you do 
um, something you learn right now um, would be, you know, can be for your future. You, you don't know how useful that can be. Um, if you take me as an example, uh, without doing uh, the summer camps in France, you know, during the summer when I was doing pharmacy, I wouldn't have been able to, to be an au pair for my host family in the US. Without being an au pair for my family in the US, I wouldn't have studied in the US. Without studying in the US, you know, I wouldn't have blah, 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 blah. So, so the first I would say, yeah, humble advice uh, I would give is, is to do things and uh, not to wait to begin things. Uh, it might work, it might not, but, but if you don't do it, well, nothing will happen. And um, the second one would be, um, I like that motto that says, uh, um, where the, uh, no, when there is a will, there is a way, something like that, no? Uh, um, yeah, so it, it, in a way it's related to the first one, but um, a lot of people actually um, told me, um, hey, Benjamin, you, 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 you have just a lot of luck. Uh, and I would say, well, a little bit, but I would say no, uh, because um, that, I, I found that quote from that philosopher Seneca who said, luck, is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Uh, and an example of that would be, imagine you, you are an excellent singer, right? But you only sing in your shower. Well, guess what? You know, nothing will happen to you, but you need to go outside. You need to sing in concerts. You need to do singing contests. You need to create yourself that opportunity for you. So if you don't do that, well, you know, nothing will happen again. So yeah, that would be my, my second advice. If you really want to, to do something, to have something and, and you really work for that, you'll have it, I'm sure. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is be, um, take risks, do it, go for it. Yeah, but there are risks and risks, right? Uh, uh, let's say uh, <laughs> the, the risk of, yeah, just put $20,000 in, in whatever cryptocurrency. No, that kind of risk, uh, maybe not. But if, if I would say intelligent risks, uh, say like, you, the probability that you will succeed is high enough to take it. Um, or you might take a risk, a, a, a greater risk if the outstake, uh, I don't even remember if that word is correct. No, the outcome. What did I say? Outstake. <laughs> does, it, does it even exist? No. Outstake. I just made that up. I don't know what that means, sir. So, well, if the outcome is not, you know, very high, yeah, why not? But yeah, intelligent risks. Let's take them. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, I wish that we could talk for absolute forever, especially since it seems like you have so much knowledge about even, you know, what I potentially want to do in the future, which is be able to travel and kind of do something that you did. But I guess as we are ending this, what kind of like the last thing we want to hear from you is what's next for you and what are some things that you, you know, what are the last things you want to tell our audience before we end this episode? Oh, um, in English or in French? Up to you. I'm not sure our audience would know what it means in French, but you know, you could try. I believe yeah, well, the, you the can last... throw in some Spanish if you want. 
Oh, in Spanish. <laughs> uh, she's she's putting me a test. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Um, uh, well, I would say um, let's let's do stuff. Let's do things. That was the English thing, the English part. Uh, and then in Spanish, I would say muchas gracias um, por escucharme y merci y a bientôt. Awesome. We have a trilingual in the house, but thank you, Benjamin, for being here. We appreciate your time. And I don't know about if the audience realized, but since um, Benjamin is in Spain right now, he's like at 5 p.m. And Miranda and I are at 9 a.m. right now. So yeah, yeah. thank you so Nine much. Hours. Yeah. 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 We appreciate it. Um, good luck with anything you pursue. Um, definitely, maybe you might catch us out there in Spain or like in France or something. In France, yeah, text me and then let's meet and let's, uh, I'll, I'll for sure be, be glad to uh, to make you visit all the things I know. <laughs> so yeah, please come. Again, thank you so much. And um, again, to our audience, thank you for being here and thank you for listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your day.